welcome to another episode of Mindset to Mastery, the podcast. I am your host, Keisha A. Rivers, President and Chief Outcome Facilitator of the CARS Group, where we facilitate outcomes. Join us for 30 minutes of strategies, tips, and actionable items to help you to change your mindset and master your success. Without further ado, today's episode, we are going to be talking about the power of reinvention, embracing change to create success. And I've heard it said, the only constant is change. So why do we fear change if it's the only thing that's a constant in our lives? How can we grow, learn, and develop truly and fully if we resist change? And how can we create dynamic organizations in creative, collaborative spaces and cultures if we resist what's new and hold fast to what we know? So I want you to picture this, and I'm sure you've been in a situation where this has been the case. You're in your office and a coworker knocks on your door before the next team meeting and whispers, did you hear? There are going to be some major changes coming around here. I don't know why they're doing this again. We've always done things this way. Why change now? Now, the big reason that people resist change is fear. Fear of being left behind, fear of uncertainty, fear that they can't handle things that are coming their way, wondering how they're gonna fit in the new dynamic in the new organization, learning new things, fearing that they're gonna fail, and having a loss of security because everyone wants to feel as if they know what they're doing, they have all the answers, and they can kind of glide through without a whole lot of challenges. But when you think about change, what if instead of approaching it as something to be dreaded or something to be feared, which in large part is due to the way that organizations have typically handled change um, in not a good way, what if instead of creating a fear-based culture where people are dreading what's coming along, instead you create a culture that embraces change? It is something that is welcomed. It is something that is supported. It is something that is cultivated because you realize that when you change, you are actually becoming better. So we're gonna talk about a couple of different types of change today. And and I'm gonna give you some some ways in which you can help to navigate it and and approach it in ways that are gonna be more beneficial to you and to your organization. So organizational or structural changes where you have reorganizations, downsizing, consolidating departments, relaunching, um, rebranding, etc. Those type of structural changes speak to the foundation of what the organization is doing, what the organization stands for, how the organization is actually going to be um, operated on a day-to-day basis, the, the different roles and expectations and outcomes that are going to be Um, outlined. So that's a big shift. And typically in organizational structures and companies and and what happens is when there is a merger or downsizing or a change in leadership, there's so much upheaval and so much chaos that happens because people are not prepared for it. They don't know what's going to happen. And so that fear kicks in where they are trying to figure out what's next for me and what does this mean for my life and what is the ripple effect um, of how it's going to impact me, my family, my career, etc. So change is something that all organizations go through at some time or another, but 
Change is the one thing that can make or break an organization, depending on how your people are going to respond to it. So what if you could not just manage change? What if you could not just, you know, kind of go with the flow and try to survive, but actually embrace it to reinvent yourself, to create success and facilitate the specific outcomes that you want to see? That's going to be a win-win for you and your organization. Now, job role changes come about when there's a promotion or you level up or you have new responsibilities. There's a revision in your role or your title or your responsibilities. You're, 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 you're moved to be able to work with new teams or you're leading new teams. Those type of changes are more so internal within the organization and they happen on a smaller scale most times. Sometimes you do a massive reorganization because you are changing some massive things within the company. But again, what if you could not just manage this change, but embrace it to reinvent you, reinvent your teams, your approach to become better? In my work with clients, I specialize in assisting them to manage change using engagement, learning, and leadership to help facilitate outcomes and create success. We're not just trying to stop the bleeding. We're not just trying to um, smooth things over with people. We are actually looking at concise and proven ways of making sure that the change is something that's going to be beneficial both for individual people as well for the organization as a whole. So today, I'm going to give you three tips or strategies that you can apply when it comes to how to manage and facilitate the whole process of reinvention. Because I think if you look at this at change and what happens in organizations and what happens in your teams and what happens in your positions as something that's an opportunity to reinvent yourself, to learn, to grow, to become better, then your results are going to be different. And one thing that I've found is that when organizations do not talk about these three areas that I'm going to give you today, when they neglect those three areas and they don't do a really good job of managing that and leading that, then that's when they have major issues that arise. So what three areas am I talking about? Three areas, engagement, learning, and leadership. So engagement, what does that mean? You cannot have change within an organization or within a team without having connection. Your teamwork, collaborative environments, open communication, creating a culture that embraces, welcomes, and supports change as being part of the norm is one that is more conducive to managing change in such a way that's going to be more successful. If you have a culture that I've described in that, that earlier vignette where the coworker knocks on the door and goes, oh my God, there's gonna be major changes and I don't know why they're doing it because this, this is the way we've always done it, quote unquote. When you have environments like that, that are resistant to change and that are fear-based because people don't know what to expect, they don't usually feel that they're a part of the process. They don't feel as if they have a voice. They don't feel as if they were consulted or that they are valued. And so what you have to do is you have to make sure that your culture embraces, welcomes, and supports change by engaging people in the process of change, allowing them to have a voice 
in asking questions, in, in making sure that they understand what is going on and what's going to be expected of them by getting feedback, by providing feedback and critiques of the process as well as the progress. So you need to make sure that your people will be able to be heard. And that helps to build a culture of trust. If I'm going to have to navigate new waters, I need to be able to trust the people that are gonna be alongside me. If I don't trust the people that are alongside me, then I'm gonna have a lot more fear and a lot more pushback and a lot more resistance to what is being asked of me. You don't want situations where you've announced this, these broad changes and they end up blindsiding your people because your people are your most valuable resource. I don't care how much money you have, you have. I don't care how many resources you have. I don't care you know, what, what your inventory looks like. Your people, your teams are your most valuable resource. So if you are leading an organization and you are having to make some tough choices about making some very widespread changes, you cannot afford not to engage your people. You need to build a culture that is collaborative. You need to, able to build a culture of trust. You need to build a solid foundation where your people understand that whatever is coming, they will be, in, they will be kept in the loop so that they know how to manage this process. Number two, learning. People fear most what they don't know, what's unfamiliar. The number one reason you have pushback on people accepting change and being able to be excited about change and the opportunity to actually reinvent themselves is because they don't know what they don't know. If they're unfamiliar with a new process, if they're unfamiliar with a new procedure, if they're under, unfamiliar with a new way that you're gonna be doing things, they're gonna have some pushback, they're gonna have some fear, they're gonna enter into it not with an understanding that, hey, I'm trying something new and if I fail at it, quote unquote, this is all part of the learning process. But if you have a culture and an environment that frowns upon quote unquote failure, that frowns upon people trying something new, that frowns upon learning and developing and growing in the true sense of the word, then you're gonna have major issues when it comes to changes and having people be on board with what's going on. And so if you want to have your, your team members and if you want to harness the power of reinvention, to embrace the change, to become better, to create the success that you want, then you need to be able to learn about what's coming. What does this look like? What does this mean for us? How is the, how do, what does this look like in action? How is this gonna be beneficial? What are my roles and my expectations? What am I going to require to learn and be able to do as a result? How are the ways that this is going to change my day-to-day -day activity and what's what I'm responsible for? How is this going to change the way that I interact with the other people in my groups and my teams? How is this going to change our day-to-day -day operations? What does this mean for me personally and what's in it for me personally in terms of a new skill or a new experience or something else that's going to add to my professional growth plan? How is this going to impact me? People need to know and they need to understand how learning new things and applying and acquiring new skills is going to enhance their value to the organization, 
it is going to streamline their abilities to do their job. It's going to empower them to be more effective and more efficient. And it's going to ultimately lead to the bottom line of what are the outcomes that this is going to help me to be able to achieve. So teach them about the process, teach them about the new skills, give them the information and educate them on what it is they're going to need to know and be able to do in order to manage this change. Number three, leadership. I cannot stress, I can do a whole show on exactly how leadership can make or break change and how leadership can make or break a person, a, a team's response to change and whether or not you have a full, a fully onboard community that's, that's supportive and embracing it and, and moving forward successfully, or if you have an environment where people are fearful and, they're, and they're, they're not sure of what's going on and so there's a lot of fear, there's distrust, people withdraw from each other, you don't have teams working together as collaboratively, and performance suffers. So leadership is not just about barking orders. Leadership is about painting the picture. It's writing the vision. It's walking alongside your people and encouraging them and expressing to them exactly what is going to happen, what this looks like, the reasons behind it, and involving them in the process. Looking at this from not just a transactional type of environment, relationship where you tell them what to do and they follow it, but a transformational process where because of this change, through the process of this change, we're all, we're all going to become better. We're all going to learn. We're all going to become closer. We're all going to do what we need to do that's going to most benefit the company and us. So lead by example, provide feedback, elicit feedback, listen and give them encouragement and help them to see that this isn't something that's solely being done to them, but it's something that all of you are walking through together and it's something that you're doing with them. If you as a leader do not lead this process of change, if you as a leader do not get out in front and be able to provide the reassurances and to be able to provide the answers to questions and to be able to offer opportunities for people to have a voice in this process, you're going to run into so many more obstacles. People don't follow companies. They don't work for companies. They follow and they work for leaders. The people who are in charge of this process can make or break the success of any change initiative. And especially if you're in an industry where change happens frequently, you're always having to rebrand, you're always having to respond to consumer wants, you're always having to make a shift based on, on, on the market and what it wants, you're always having to think ahead five or six steps of what's the next thing that's coming because we wanna remain relevant and we wanna be on the cutting edge. So if, you're, if you have an environment that's like that, as a leader, it is your responsibility to cultivate an environment where people can collaborate, where people feel safe, where you have built in this trust, where you can communicate and share what your ideas are, what your fears are, work together and support each other to be able to move forward. 
Leadership is possibly the number one reason why change initiatives fail. Leadership is the number one reason why your people do not become better as a result of change, but they become bitter. So if you want to allow your organization to thrive, if you want to allow yourself to thrive in an, or in an environment of change, you have to have strong leadership. You have to have leadership that is going to not just see the here and now, or not just focus on what is to come, but sees the process in the middle and is able to bridge that gap. So what does this all look like when you put it together? When you focus on engagement, where you focus on learning, and you focus on leadership. When you pull all of these together, not just in a regular organization that is functioning folk, you know, completely fine and it doesn't have any changes going on whatsoever, which never happens, by the way. Every organization goes through change at some level, at some point. If you focus on these three areas, engagement, learning, and leadership, whenever it comes to any type of change, whether it's organization-wide, whether it's regional, whether it's by division, whether it's by your team, even if it's within your own small scope of your department or your role or your responsibility, or even if you're moving from one position to another or one company to another, if you look at these three areas, engagement, learning, and leadership, and make sure you're connected and engaged and that the culture and that you will welcome, support, and embrace change, Two, that you are willing to learn whatever new skills and abilities, um, garner new abilities that are necessary, and you learn about the process of what's going to happen and what's expected. And three, that you're leading through the process, not just as a transactional leader, but as a transformational one, looking at painting the whole picture, aligning yourself with the vision, making sure that you understand how this is connected to your job, your role, your responsibilities, and the outcomes. Now you're able to look at this with a broad perspective. Now you're able to set yourself up for success. You use this opportunity to reinvent yourself, to become better versions of yourself, to make sure that you are opening yourself up to all of the possibilities of what's before you. And one thing that I have found is that I realize one thing about me is that I'm more comfortable with reinvention than most people. You know, I'm looking back on on things and experiences that have happened in my life and things things that I've done with clients. And when I look back over my journal and, and my journey, there are a lot of references to shifting and changing, evolving and growing because I'm a lifelong learner by nature. I'm naturally curious about everything and I don't have an issue with change because I realized early on that change is the only constant. And one thing I want you to remember, we are not one-dimensional beings. Our very nature requires us to constantly change and grow in order to thrive, not just survive. So I want you to think about where does this whole notion of consistent sameness as the indicator of having arrived or being successful, quote-unquote, come from? Because when people change and expand their thinking to become better and start doing things differently, they're sometimes looked at as having a crisis instead of celebrated for having a breakthrough. When you look at the changes that come, come down from organizations and, and when, you're, when you're shifting things, people look at, you some, at them sometimes as being desperate. When really, 
they're being creative. And so I recognize my need for growth, learning and change. I recognize that with organizations, it is imperative that people are challenged and they thrive on growth, leadership and change, but they have to be engaged. They have to have sound leadership. And for me, it's like air and a fundamental part of what makes me me to constantly be growing and learning and changing. I'm more prone to reflection and critique than I'm, and I'm more committed to always being a better version of myself because I'm still discovering and learning who I am. And the same goes for your people. The same goes for your organization. Even if you are at the pinnacle of quote unquote success, you still have more things to learn. You still have more challenges to address and more things to overcome. There is nothing wrong with growth. There is nothing wrong with change. There is nothing wrong with being true to the inner whispering of your, your soul and making a shift in direction and setting new course. There is nothing wrong with seeing a new opportunity and going after it. There is nothing wrong with looking at the things you have achieved and saying, you know what, it's okay that I've gotten to this point, but I want a new challenge. There is nothing wrong with harnessing the power of reinvention so that you can become a new and bigger and better version of yourself. And if you want to do that, if your organization wants to do that, you don't owe an explanation to anyone. You're not required to stay in the same lane or do the same things just to please others, just to feel safe, just to make anybody comfortable. You have a responsibility to live life fully. You have a responsibility to harness the power of all of your gifts, talents, and abilities. You have a responsibility to reinvent yourself at any given moment, several times. You don't have to wait until your you know, midlife crisis, quote unquote, um, in order to do that. And you don't have to wait until there's a time when something's wrong to do that. You have to understand that reinvention and change is the only constant. And it is something that if managed properly, if embraced wholeheartedly, and if you have established a true foundation that is supportive of change, that, is, that, rel- that welcomes reinvention, that collaborates and supports opportunities for growth and engagement and leadership, if you understand that those things are key indicators of the success of change initiatives, then you are well on your way to success. Even trees change with the seasons. They have a solid foundation in the roots. They gain their nourishment from the earth and they can withstand anything that comes their way. Storms, change in seasons, you know, new, new things that are built up around them and they adapt even though they're not moving. If you've been planted in a particular organization or in a particular industry, you can reinvent yourself. You can change depending on the season. You can still grow. You can still produce fruit. But you can do it in such a way that either allows you to embrace it wholeheartedly 
and to be able to go through the process with excitement and wonder about what's new and what's coming or be dragged along by the process because you're fearful and you're resistant and you're trying to figure out what's next because you're more interested in going back to what was. So I want you to think about this. In Mindset to Mastery, we talk, I talk a lot about changing your mindset to master your success. And changing your mindset when it comes to thinking about change and thinking about what that means is a big part of that. Because no matter how many podcasts you listen to, how many books you read, how many professional development you know, conferences you go to and trainings that you undertake, unless you understand and embrace what change means and what the power and, and, and understand and embrace the power of reinvention, you're going to have a long road ahead of you that's going to be hard and it's going to be something that's not going to be as rewarding. So I challenge you to, today to think about how would you reinvent yourself? What opportunities are being presented in your work, in your team, in your personal life for you to become better? How can you better engage with others around you? How can you learn and what do you need to learn that's going to help you to become better? How do you lead yourself and others through this process of change and growth and development? And what does all of that look like and how does all of that tie into the success that you crave and you want and you plan for and the outcomes that are an indicator of that success? You have to understand the journey that you're going on. You have to plan it out, and then you have to develop an action plan that's going to get you there. I understand that some change comes out of the blue and you have to react to it, but the best thing is to create a plan of action that is going to enable you to respond to what's coming so that you can best position yourself to be able to get everything that you need out of it. So I hope this has been helpful for you. I want to tell you also about um, an opportunity to join my 2020 ERG cohorts, which are my executive resource groups. These are opportunities for you to join with like-minded people who are going through different challenges and different changes in their career, in their organizations, in their businesses. And this allows you to create that engagement, to create that connection, and to learn with other people that are going through their own reinvention, their own changes and to learn how to be a better leader through the process so that you can measure your progress and that you can achieve those goals and those outcomes that you have established. So these cohorts take place um, every, every quarter um, and they're ones where we bring together people who are at senior level, senior levels of management, leadership, um, and different industries to be able to work together collaboratively and to support each other through your next season of change to help you to understand, lay out your, your, your identified outcomes, put together a plan for success, and to have kind of an impromptu or informal board of advisors that's gonna help support you through the whole process of growing, learning, and developing. My name is Keisha Rivers. I am President Chief Outcome Facilitator of the CARS Group where we facilitate outcomes and we do it by working with clients to assist them in managing change using engagement, learning, and leadership to facilitate outcomes and to position themselves and create 
success. I have been doing this for well over two decades and one of the constants I've always seen is that regardless of how successful your organization is, regardless of how successful you are as an individual, regardless of what is going on in your life at any given point in time, the only constant is that there will at some point be change. The only question that you have to ask yourself is how are you going to manage it? Are you going to embrace it wholeheartedly and learn from it? Or are you going to run from it and be dragged into the whole process because resisting? So reach out to me. Let me know what you think of the podcast, any topics that you want to find out about, any guests that you would like to to see me um, interview and have on, any questions that you have. You can reach me on my website at carsgroup.com. That's K-A-R-S group.com. You can also find this podcast um, syndicated on milehighradio.com. That's milehiradio.com, as well as on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Stitcher, um, Google Play, Podcasts, iTunes, and a host of other hosting platforms. I thank you for joining me today. I hope this has been beneficial to you. And as always, we want you to focus on changing your mindset and mastering your success. Until next time, bye-bye.